The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the Visual Workplace this week. My name is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. In each of our show, in each of our shows, we talk about some aspect of that, about how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices, visual systems, visual mini systems, visual solutions. How to install the language of our current level of operational excellence, even if we are not quite as excellent as we would wish to be or as we will be, given a little bit more time. We install that, we make it concrete, we make it specific through tangible devices, physical devices. And as a result, we can literally see how we think. And we can predict how that thinking will function because we have captured it. We have embedded it. Visuality is an embedded system of performance. And why do we bother? Because the bottom line benefits are dazzling. Improve safety, better quality, aligned delivery, shrinking costs, and splendid cultural alignment, which is very difficult to measure, but produces tremendous bottom line benefits as well. A spirited and engaged, a thinking, a spirited and engaged, a thinking workforce on all levels, not just operators, not just supervisors, but everyone. And in all functions, accounting, purchasing, officing, offices, engineering, if you're in healthcare, then the supply room and the meds and surgery and the ER, all levels, and the docs as well as the nurses and the technicians. Visuality is a language. Visuality is about information sharing, but it's embedded. So it's information embedded into the living landscape of work. It's a workplace that speaks. And in such a workplace, we have the margin to be ourselves and to enjoy ourselves along the way. We have the margin because visuality is a substitute for our memory, which sometimes fails us. My great sensei in the 1980s, Shigeo Shingo, used to say, it's not that we forget. We forget is the first problem, but the real problem is we forget that we forgot. We become quite distant from the information that we need. We don't even know that we forgot. We just struggle. 
In visuality, the enterprise becomes increasingly conscious, fluid, self-aware. I have seen this. I've worked with companies to create this. Visuality is a powerful partner on your journey to operational excellence. A powerful partner. Not a handmaiden. Not just an element, but an actual strategic component of your march to operational excellence, whatever the venue, be it a bank, an office, engineering office, uh, healthcare, medical, factory, utilities, open pit mine, cleaners, restaurant, Starbucks. Look at Starbucks and you'll see how much of their system, their turnkey system is embedded Look at McDonald's. It's everywhere. Everywhere where people are successes. Look at Kinko's. What FedEx inherited from Kinko's was a highly visual system. If you ever saw the way they handled at Kinko's, remember Kinko's? They just kind of faded away when FedEx took over. But that system was a turnkey system, and it was rooted, anchored in visuality. That enabled... Kinko's to handle the complexity of an open storefront for people who wanted to make copies and more. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited about today because we're in our eighth show on visual leadership and we're going to start getting to some of the tools that you've been uh, waiting for. I have just a couple of announcements. We have our dates for um, our three days with uh, in Portland. It'll be June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That should be, I don't have a calendar right in front of me. Here it is. Yeah, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to be doing a visual thinking seminar, visual leadership, and then followed with um, a side assessment of Benchmade Knife. We were there just yesterday, our team, uh, Cindy, Lyndon, Heidi, Houston, uh, who's our special projects manager. Cindy is our administrative manager. And myself, we went there and... I uh, met the fine people there and talked about making that very, very successful for them and and for you. Uh, we're going to be in Oklahoma in May, the 14th and 15th, doing visual thinking, followed by a side assessment of Kim Ray. Very, very interesting plant with a widespread campus that makes uh, information sharing a bit of a challenge. Should be very interesting. The second day is not, when I do a second day, I rarely do it as a tour. I prefer to do it as a way to teach you how I, how I assess sites so that you can do it in your own plant and how I help companies plan what their next steps, their next, their next best steps are in visuality. So it's a learning event. It isn't just a, a kind of uh, mosing through, going through a stroll in a, in a company. In June, the second and third week in June, we're going to be at Hotel Chocolat in Cambridge in the UK doing a two-day visual uh, thinking and a, a site assessment. I have uh, They've been uh, coming to our seminars uh, when we go to the UK and went to visit them last year, and it'll be a very, very interesting um, two days. Plus, you're going to be just drowned in chocolate. Literally, it was, I mean, I had such a high on the way home. I went right to Heathrow and they gave me lots of chocolate and I was eating and I tell you, this is really special chocolate. It's like Starbucks. It has 30% more of something in it. (laughs) Just like, oh, wow. I mean, I was flying high. (laughs) 
Now I understand what they mean by chocolate as being a very special gift for someone you love. (laughs) And then uh, the next week, we're going to be uh, doing visual leadership at the Royal Mail. I'm very excited about that. We'll be doing that under the auspices of AME. So look at our calendar. Yes, we haven't quite uh, caught up yet on our website. We are doing the best we can. We're in a, a spurt of change where many of our platforms of delivery are changing and all of us are working so hard, but we still haven't caught up with ourselves. But we have done this. We have posted on our podcast page at visualworkplace.com, visualworkplace.com. Look for podcast on the main navigation, the horizontal navigation. You'll see podcasts. And in that, you will you find a complete list of our podcasts through last week and a PDF list of all of that. We have them separated into categories, 5S, visual leadership, uh, infrastructure, uh, pokeyoke. There are 11 categories that the shows have been separated in. And um, Smart Simple Design, Becoming a a Brilliant Visual Workplace Trainer, all of these are all co-located. They're all grouped. And you can see a PDF list that you can print out, and then you can just follow. The the list has descriptions of every show. It's about 30 pages long. And that PDF list, list can be your guide for picking out the shows that you want to listen to and understanding what the shows are supposed to be about. For the most part, I keep true to those. So um, I want to thank you guys for your um, emails. I got about 10 emails over the last two weeks about the visual leadership. I'm trying to, we're trying to figure out how to integrate them into the show, but I want to let you know when you send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com, it makes a difference to us. So thank you for your thank yous and thank you for your ideas. We are uh, in the process of integrating them now. And we'll have another show with um, emails that are questions that we can answer. We just want to organize it in such a way that the show holds together. So um, also want to let you know that our on-demand webinar conversion series, Work That Makes Sense, Operator-Led Visuality, it's a standalone pre-recorded implementation system of 11 webinars plus five for operators plus five behind-the-scene webinars for planning and management, preparation, and troubleshooting is available. Give us a call or um, send us an email, and we'll have somebody from our sales group uh, be in touch with you. We want you to access these materials because we know they will help you, and we, many companies have found them very, very useful. So thank you very much. So let's begin our show today. And uh, I say welcome again. If you remember last week, we walked through the seven elements for the new role for supervisors, new visual leadership behaviors for supervisors. And uh, at the end of that show, I talked to you about putting what we just went over to use in terms of getting your supervisors involved in thinking about their new role. And while we cannot describe the last two weeks on supervisors as a training, there is enough substance, I think, there for you to um, take one or two or five of your supervisors and say, hey, look at this model and see what it means to you. Remember the model? It had seven points, and the center was improve. 
at the top at 12 o'clock, and we're going to go clockwise, was manage, as usual, expedite, do your routine logistical support, monitor everything. So it went manage, so improve is in the center. We visited once at the beginning. That is the purpose, improve. Manage, lead, I'm going clockwise. I'm now at about 2 o'clock. Stabilize, 4 o'clock. Measure, 6 o'clock. Solve, 8 o'clock. Model, 11 o'clock. And then go back into improve. So improve is the anchor point. It's the center. It's like a daisy with six petals around it on their, only their hexa, hexagons. So it's six-sided, six-sided. It nests very, very nicely. And this is a description for becoming a visual leader of improvement, a visual leader of improvement on the supervisory level. And what I want to uh, kind of visit just once more so that you think about utilizing this knowledge because nothing makes me happier than uh, that you find something that I say useful and it's operationalized to some extent at least. So I want to remind you that what you can do is simply put those, we're going to make a grid and put those elements down the left side of the grid, manage leads, stabilize, measure, solve, model, and improve. Or you can begin improve, manage, lead, stabilize, measure, solve, model, improve. So improve is there twice. And then ask your supervisors, going across the uh, horizontal at the top, on a scale of 1 to 10, to what extent do you understand this element? Second uh, column, to what extent do you think this element is important? for your current job, or for your work. Next element, to what extent do you currently practice this element? And that becomes very interesting, especially if folks are saying, yes, this is really important. I just don't practice it, though. I don't know what it is. To what extent the next, the fourth column is, to what extent do you believe you've mastered this element? And then the fifth column is choose one of these elements as a skill area for practice, something you want to better understand, and practice it over the next month. Begin to unnest it. And again, there's no training to support this. I know that. Yes, we have training in all of this. This is my work. It's been my work for 32 years. And this is also the substance of the book. book's not going to be out until December, if I'm lucky. But still, you can begin to work this model in terms of asking five or six of your supervisors or even two or three to take a look and think, what would it be like if you were able to uh, have a job that had a profile like this? What would that mean to you? And what I'm going to do today is give you the first visual tool. It'll take us two shows. The first visual tool of the supervisory model of visual leadership, leadership of improvement, and that will be visual displays. This is very specific. It'll take us two shows to cover it for sure. And before that, I will show you how visual displays fits in the model in general. So let's take a short break, and please come back in a moment. I'll be here, and we will begin that discussion. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to The Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's toll free 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to The Visual Workplace where we talk about ways to let the workplace speak so that we can have a synergistic, a connected relationship with the physical uh, environment, with the things of our work, and with the place itself. Um, And today we are continuing our discussion, our unfolding of the visual leadership model, how to create a pathway so that your Supervisors and executives can actually take on the characteristics and the roles and the behaviors, the skills of becoming leaders of improvement and not just managing. And remember, when I talk about supervisors, if you've been listening to my other shows on this, I am very specifically talking about managers as well. We're just using the supervisor um, title to capture the management role as well, but we're talking about all of middle management and uh, supervisors, and then separately executives, okay? So just before the break, I was encouraging you to um, let your supervisors test their strengths, and uh, against this seven-point model that we have went over last week, last show and the show before, the... Um, model for the, the profile for becoming a leader of improvement on a supervisor level. So you think about that. You can use that grid. And in order to understand what this new leadership is for the supervisor and how to achieve it, we will in this show examine, begin to examine, it'll take us at least two shows, the first leadership tool for the visual supervisor, and that tool is visual displays. And visual displays is 
a visual display is an interactive framework. It's a board on which is vital information that is needed for us to understand within a context, not in isolation, but in relationship to lots of other pieces of vital information so that we can understand, see and understand the current situation, the current status, see the wiggles as they happen, and make timely decisions, timely independent decisions based solely on the information that is on that display. So I want to put that tool in a context, but I also want to show my hand to you, and that is the display is, in my experience, the single most important tool for creating margin on the supervisory and management level. The margin that we've been speaking about for the last six shows, the margin for the logistic expediter, supervisor, harried, always firefighting, monitoring performance and everything else, worrying about who's going to show up and not show up today and if the material is here, for creating enough margin inside that individual person for a shift to happen, for there to be room to absorb and practice and master a new set of skills that will create a new kind of enterprise. We will do comparable work on the executive level, and it's that that I want to talk about next. So the displays that we're talking about are the first step, and we'll go into them uh, in detail. So I want to put that tool in its context in what I call the nested model. The nested model for supervisors and executives, what it looks like when an organization says, we want visual leadership, we want our executives and our supervisors, managers to become leaders of improvement and not just cope not just make things happen, not just push things out the door. This is within your reach, ladies and gentlemen. This is not on a different planet. This happens, and it happens in a certain sequence. So I call that sequence a model, a nested model. And would I would ask you to imagine, if you would, a triangle, three points pointing upwards, That is the triangle for supervisors, managers, pointing upwards. And we begin the model at 12 o'clock, if you will. Then we go to 3 o'clock. Then we go to 9 o'clock. That's the triangle, three points of the triangle. Imagine now, and let's just call that blue. Let's make it blue so that you have a blue triangle, three points. The point of the triangle, the apex, is pointing up. And they're pretty much equilateral, equilateral triangles. They have equal angles, equal uh, sides, equal lengths. Now imagine another triangle, and let's make that triangle a beautiful, rich red, a deep red, lovely, beautiful red. That uh, apex is actually pointing down. It's an adir. It's the, it's pointing earthwards. The other is pointing skywards. This is facing downwards. It has three points, of course, and this is the executive triangle, and it reads left to right. So it goes from 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. 
11 o'clock to 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. There's the triangle. And there are visual tools at each of those points, just as there were tools at each of the points of the blue triangle, the supervisory triangle. And the model is these two triangles are nested over each other. They're nested. So we have the blue triangle sitting on the red triangle. And what is formed is a six-pointed star. I think you can imagine that in your, in your mind. It's a six-pointed star. I'm going to be walking through both of these triangles, which are synergistic. They are close to, but not exactly linear. They are synergistic. They interface with each other, but they are also separate. That's why one is blue. That's how I'm trying to illustrate it in your mind. And one is um, red. Okay? They work together, but they are also separate. So, with that image in mind, I just want to proceed clockwise first on the displays triangle, and that will be the blue one. We stop, we start at the top, I'm going to go through the three points just to give you a summary now, because with that summary, I know that summary will help you um, grasp the relationship between these pieces, which I believe is very, very important. And it is one of the problems that I find with people adopting tools or consultants teaching tools in isolation. No tool, no, if you will, function can happen in isolation. It's always in relationship. And so we have to ask ourselves, what's first, what's second, what's third? We also have to say, what else? What else? What will make this go? So the displays, the the blue supervisory management triangle, the displays is at the top. It is the first tool at noon. And displays play an incredibly critical role in shifting supervisors and managers to the new visual leadership model. Because as you'll see much more in detail in a few moments, displays give managers and supervisors margin what I've been discussing continuously, the margin to change. Without that margin, we are all stuck. We are compressed under the pressure of all that needs to be done, hasn't been done, has been done wrong. There's no way out. So in order to create a functional shift in people's roles, we have to find a way to create margin. I've found no better tool. Without displays... That process maybe can still happen, but it is very, very slow. And in my experience, it doesn't happen at all. I will also tell you that while supervisor standard work is important, and I know it's been embraced, displays is the powerhouse. These are not production control boards, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's just go through the three points of the triangle for supervisors, managers, and then for executives. And by the way, I speak from my own experience. That is why I speak so categorically. But I say quite humbly, your experience may be different. And boy, I'd love to hear about it. But in my experience, displays have produced a ton of benefits and resulted in the margin that is uniquely important to this model, indispensable to it. So at the top, you have displays. Proceeding clockwise, so now we're at the 3 o'clock position, the second point of the triangle, metrics come next. 
this is kind of a combined thing, so let me, let me go on a bit. Metrics come next at the second point of the triangle on the right. But these are not KPIs. These are visual metrics. Some of you, if you've been listening to the show for a few years, you've heard me talk about this. And we will do at least one, probably two shows, on this point of the triangle. The single characteristic that sets visual metrics apart from KPIs and also apart from simply counting is that visual metrics illuminate cause. Visual metrics illuminate cause. And as they do, because they do, they allow us to drive down the causal chain. KPIs don't do that. KPIs give us a dot. There are 11 that happened, dot. Tomorrow, there were six that happened, dot. The next day, there were 12 that happened, dot. And we connect the dots with a line, and all we have is a dot. But what we have in a visual metric is we answer the question, what's in that dot? What's in that dot? We illuminate cause. And in illuminating cause, there's much to be said about this, we can change the metric very proactively and thoroughly. Also at that second point of the triangle, we're still at 3 o'clock, is causes improvement accomplice. Causes improvement accomplice problem solving. Because as soon as you illuminate cause, you begin to illuminate causality. And as you've heard me say a lot over the last year, this is one of the completely overlooked components of Toyota's success and every company that is excellent, their success, and that is causality. It's not spoken of. Causality was mother's milk for me in the 1980s. I was hanging out with the greats of the Japanese system, Nakajima, Fukuda, Shigeo Shingo was my sensei. It doesn't matter that he didn't know my name. I was around, I was at his knee, I was absorbing, and he gave me tasks. And those tasks in and of themselves were illuminating. You know, uh, carry this bucket up and down the stairs a thousand times, grasshopper-type uh, tasks. <laughs> he gave me the task of converting a pokey oak into something that the West could use, his zero-quality controls. So this was mother, Mother's Milk. Pokey oak is about causality. So I will spend several shows on both of these, on visual metrics and visual problem solving. They are the partners at the second point of the supervisor's triangle. So let's take a short break, and we will move to the third angle of the supervisor's triangle, and then I'll summarize, and this is just a summary, the executive uh, model, the other triangle, the red one that is turn facing the ground. See you in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, 
site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, Visual Edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Game-changing technologies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up the status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi there. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and welcome to the Visual Workplace this week, where we are deep in the discussion of the visual leadership nested model, the double triangle, the six-pointed star, we are setting that up so that we, you have a context as I start moving through the, con- the physical or tool constructs that allow supervisors and managers to become leaders of uh, improvement, visual leaders of improvement, and the same thing for executives. So we're walking through, we're moving through the blue triangle. We've done the apex, which is 12 o'clock, visual displays. We've moved down to visual metrics, and uh, it's accomplice visual problem-solving at about 3 o'clock, and then cutting across at 9 o'clock, the third um, point of the triangle, of the blue triangle for supervisors and managers, is um, the operations roadmap. Just one word about the metrics. The margin that we get from visual displays, that super, the margin that supervisors gain from visual displays, he or she can then put to use And the use that is designed in this is measuring a new way, a new way that leads to causality and digging in through very focused problem solving. So the new visual supervisor is using visuality to solve the problems that are stumbling, that that his area and himself is stumbling on. This becomes a part of his role. This becomes a part of her role, and it has to do with the job description, which is to stabilize, measure, and solve. But the improvement part is that the supervisor is improving her job through visual displays, which we were, or we're going to kind of begin to unnest 
in this show and then continue. So that's the mark. The margin is put to use immediately within the model. The margin releases. The model releases the margin, helps supervisors find room to become someone else and to behave in a new way and to apply new skills, develop those skills. And the first place that it's put to use is measuring and problem solving. The ter- third, I beg your pardon, <laughs> the third and final tool for the supervisor is called uh, the operations roadmap. The operations roadmap is, uh, I would put it this way, the piece of the the piece of the corporate vision that belongs to a particular work area. It's a roadmap that is linked to the corporate intent. It says, we are going in this direction as a corporation. We are going to achieve these goals this year. And your contribution in this area will be to achieve this piece. It's a form of Hoshin. Some of you who are very familiar with Hoshin will recognize it's a flag system. It's cascading down, cascading up. But for our model, the operations roadmap cannot occur until the executive has articulated and communicated that vision, that corporate intent, first to his direct reports and then they to their direct reports and they to their direct reports. Maybe we're on the supervisory level by now. So the roadmap comes later, but it is still a component of the supervisory's leadership because the supervisor is going to use that as part of his visual leadership to lead people to their contribution to the corporate intent. But we can't put it in place as supervisors until executives put it in place in their own mind. And that brings us to the second triangle, the blue, the red triangle. So the operations roadmap is there at 9 o'clock. It's actually about, looks like about 8 o'clock. So it would be 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock in terms of the nested. But it's directly across from visual metrics and visual problem solving. The second triangle is the one for the visual executive. And when we get to the executive part of leadership in our shows, I'll give you much, much, much more detail, show upon show. But for our purposes today, the three constructs that function for the visual executive are and in order. At 11 o'clock, so we're going to go 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 6 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, on the left of the upside-down triangle is the operation systems improvement template. I know it's a mouthful. Basically, it's the house, but it's not exactly the house. If you're thinking about the house of Toyota, you have to think about what's missing from that house. Because if you really look at that that house, and most of the houses that I've seen, these corporate houses, these corporate temples, they're, they're like a list just put in a box. They have no valence. They have no target. They have no synergy. So I've been looking at them for a long time, and I've developed this mouthful, OSIT, Operation Systems Improvement Template. It's kind of a weird name. I have, if you can give me one better, fine. But I want to disassociate from the house but still use your house as a base. So that ho- house starts functioning for you, and that's the first thing we do 
when we work with executives and we, we want them to be clear about that and we want to have a dynamic house, a house that they own, that they've built, even if it looks very much like the corporate one that they inherited. So that's the first tool over there at 11 o'clock. At 2 o'clock is the X-Type Matrix, which has been around since the 1980s. I was there when Fukuda brought it to the United States for the first time in 1984. We were blown away, and it caught on. Danaher is one of the big proponents of uh, the X-Type. It is largely misunderstood, made much too complicated. It is a powerful tool, but it's made... It's, it's not used correctly. And some of these are done as a group exercise. God bless you. So the second component at 2 o'clock is X-Type Matrix. You can put other powerful Hoshin tools there, but this is my favorite, so that's the one I'm going to share with you. And the third component, which is the bottom of the triangle, the red triangle, pointing to the earth, pointing to the ground, at 6 o'clock, is the war room. The war room is not. First of all, it is a physical room, and it has a door that locks, because what goes on in there is that important. It is not a room where the three or four walls are plastered with schedules and grids so people have can have better briefings. No, no, no. That is very helpful, and you certainly need that, but that is not a war room. When you are ready, as supervisors and executives make their way around this nested visual model, the war room becomes the culmination and the expression of the elegance and control of leadership, the leadership that has been achieved through these visual functions to this point. The war room is where the executive, the ranking side executive goes to drive, to drive, now that he or she has a vehicle. Before there was no vehicle, what are you going to drive? All you're going to do is kind of push struggle around. We're going to struggle here, struggle there. Where should we struggle tomorrow? Oh, how about this? The vehicle is all these constructs and the understanding, the principles and practices of visual leadership that have preceded it, the war room. So that's the nested model. For the executive, it goes 11 o'clock, operations, systems, improvement template, modification of the house, the X-type matrix at 2, and at 6, the war room. That's in red and in blue is visual displays. There at 4 o'clock is visual metrics, visual problem solving, and then at 8 o'clock, operations roadmap. Those are the tools that I've chosen to make this model work. And I want to say something about models so that you understand why the model, not the list, is important. I have seen so many of these tools used in isolation of each other. I use models to figure out the relationship between visual functions, and that has been enormously useful for me, both with my clients and for my books, for my thinking, what I want to teach them. And I believe they are useful to you. A model or a framework of thinking is quite literally a structure And you've heard me say this many times. There is freedom in structure. And in business, that is the only freedom. You have to have structure in order to have freedom. The model is a format, a schemata, a living design, a design that is living on the page that doesn't just show you a list 
of characteristics, things to do, elements or components, but shows you the vital relationship between things, how things connect, the synergy, the interaction, how things partner and support each other, or in some cases deviate from and contradict. You can't do that on a list. A list is pretty much inert. The only thing you get there if you use numbers, and lots of people don't, on the left-hand side is order. You get an ordinal, an ordinal function, but you don't get a relationship function. But when you turn a list into a model, you are forced to say, what's the relationship of this to that? And you get layers and layers of new information. And you know what that gives you? That gives you wisdom. That gives you elegance of thought. That gives you an elegant logic, a rationale, a strategy. But you get other things as well. If you do your model right, you will also capture pacing and valence. Pacing and valence. Valence, the weight of things. Repeatedly, I I see valence is missing from most initiatives. Valence is the weight of things. What is more important than the other? Because you have heard me say this too. The executive function is not vanilla. It is not homogenized. You are not trying to create standard work for executives or supervisors. That may be how you um, address the confusion. It's sort of like 5S. That's the clean and neat part. But what do you do with the clean and neat? Because here's the executive function in one sentence. How to say yes to the few and wait to the many. How to say yes to the few and wait to the many. That's hard. That's why they pay you the big bucks. How to say yes to the few and wait to the many. I'm thinking about this great moment in Soap Dish. If you've seen that movie with Kevin Kline and Sally Fields, what a riot. And there's this guy who's the super-duper producer He's on the 67th floor of the NBC building. And he just waits until he needs to make a decision. It happens about once every three months. And at one point he looks in the camera and he says, that's why they pay me the big bucks, to make this decision. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's hysterical. I love that line. So valence and valence, that valence needs to be rooted in these, uh, these other tools. So we're going into our uh, last break. When we come back, we're going to begin, because I want to begin with visual displays, but that is the model, the nested model of visual leadership, so showing you the blue triangle of supervisors, the red triangle of executives. It is a model. It is synergistic. It is full of wisdom and uh, quality. So see you in a minute. Thanks. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, 
keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, Visual Edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. It's Gwendolyn. Yes, radio at visualworkplace.com. Send us your emails. We love your questions. We love your comments. We love your stories. We will put them together as they come in as a show. This has turned out not to be an interactive call-in show, although I had the imagination when I started uh, now two and a half years ago, almost three that this was going to be, you know, one of those uh, call-in and let's talk shows. It hasn't turned out that way. <laughs> it's uh, tune in and listen to Gwendolyn Hold Forth. But, you know, I've got a lot to say. I haven't run out yet. And I hope you find it useful and, you know, tell your friends and relatives to join us. Uh, but I, we are very, very much influenced by your emails uh, that say, hey, can you talk about this? Can you clarify that? Um, and I want to thank you very, very much for that. That that means the world to me because, you know, it means you're out there, and it also means that um, the questions are always a sign of something is, the penny is dropping in some way or another. Just before the break, uh, we had completed our walk around the blue and the red model, the supervisor model uh, blue and the executive model Read to give you a scan. It's simply a scan. Now it's my job over these many next weeks to um, unnest these for you and make them um, meaningful. We're going to begin with displays. We're in the visual leadership for supervisors. How do supervisors, managers become visual leaders of improvement? Well, the first thing they have to do is improve their own work. They have to improve it enough to get margin. And so we begin with displays. Displays that are eye-driven. A scheduling board is not a display. We had, looking at one right now, we had um, this many run hours, this many total welded feet, good welded feet, total welded pieces, yield percent, pounds lost, feet lost, Day by day, day by day. You can't not 
have um, exhibits like that. You can't not show that because your boss wants to know. The planner wants to know. Purchasing wants to know what is going on, what went on, what's, what's happening now. But those displays are not for you, supervisors. Those are for someone else. They're in someone else's voice. And as a result, you don't have that much interest in them except to get them kind of off your, your desk, get them done. What you're interested is what you're interested in is your pain. And that's what a visual display in my model is about. It is to capture the supervisor's pain and allow that to shift into something better. So a visual display, my definition, is a concrete representation of multi-layered information that is located in a single, centralized, interactive format. A single format, and it's all there on one board that will allow the supervisor to see the conditions and see them change in real time, the conditions in his area, understand the status, make sound decisions, and take timely, correct action based solely on the information on that display. So the display is crafted, and it begins here with the answer to this question. Supervisor's questions, manager's question. What do I need to know? Remember that? What do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work? What do I need to know right now in order to make this insane struggle stop? And if your organization is in tradition, in transition from traditional to the new excellence, traditional manufacturing, traditional healthcare to the new operational excellence, there's going to be a lot of pain. And supervisors are, that's their job to take care of the pain. Make it happen. Fight the fires. Stay vigilant, hypervigilant. What do I need to know? It does not begin with what do I need to share. It is not a service-oriented model. It is a self-oriented model. The sovereign self, what is your pain? You get built-in motivation. You get built-in deep, deep cause because I will tell you that supervisors know why their problems are happening. They just don't feel they have because they don't have any control over them. Another way of looking at the trigger for the display is what don't I know? Where are the gaps? How can I solve this? Displays are always problem-solving mechanisms. And they capture the supervisor's pain. They are not scheduling boards. They are not LCD monitors. And I'm not asking you to get rid of those. But I'm saying if you want your supervisors to make the shift, let them create displays that capture their pain. So they can look at it. They can unnest it, unravel it. They can pursue causality in a firm framework, in a structure. That's what displays are about. So next week when we meet, we're going to go over the characteristics of displays. I've been doing displays for 20 20 years, for 20 years, and I'm really good at it. I prefer to train you in it, but I can give you a great deal. You'll be able to get started. And for those of you who have been to my displays workshop, 
this is going to be a great um, reminder for you. So I'm really, really happy you joined us today. I always love to talk with you, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Right now, this is Gwendolyn Galsworth. And you know what? I guess it's no better way to say it. I'm signing off. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.